It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Happy Friday, everyone, and what a show today. I mean, there is a ton of stuff to get to. It's like in the last three days, they're like, all right, we're going to put a whole, you know, everything from the offseason into one day. So we've got a lot to get into. Chandler Wooten, Auburn coming in at number 11, just outside the top 10 in the coaches poll. SEC uh, announced how they're going to handle COVID testing once the season starts. Uh, Changes to Auburn's roster, all kinds of stuff to get into. First, I want to give some love to our friends at Fetch Me. Fetch Me makes this show possible and uh, hopefully you know you use these guys this weekend if you're in the Auburn, Opelika, Lee County area. We certainly probably will um, especially with these 10 off promos that they have going on right now. So you can use promo code 10OFF for $10 off any order over 30 bucks from any of these restaurants. Now the three restaurants this week, Chick-fil-A, which I know everyone loves, Eddie's Cow Zones, that sounds delicious right now, and Charlie's Family Kitchen. You can also use promo code ZAC20 if you've, uh, for some reason, haven't been using Fetch Me in the past and you want to try them out. They will cover the delivery fee for you. So you can get your first delivery free. Just use promo code ZAC20, Z-A-C-2-0, for your first delivery free. And, of course, 10 off for $10 off your order. Those three uh, select restaurants, 10OFF. And you can, uh, you can do this. Very easily, fetchmedelivery.com or the free Fetch Me app in your phone's app store. News breaking yesterday afternoon, Auburn senior linebacker Chandler Wooten, he is opting out of the 2020 season. He's going to take a redshirt year. Uh, he, uh, he posted a, a, a pretty long tweet, or I guess it was a message, and it was two images inside of a tweet. I love his Twitter handle, at It's Me Wu-Tang. I think that's awesome. But yeah, he cited the upcoming birth of his first child. I didn't realize that he was going to be a father in November. So congrats to Chandler. And um, you know, it, you could tell you could tell the pain in, in writing that. You know, he was doing the right thing. He knows he was doing the right thing because he he knows his situation better than anyone else does. Um, but you know, Chandler Wooten's going to be missed. He's going to be missed. We've talked all offseason. You know, how is Chandler Wooten going to see the field? I mean, with, with him being a very good linebacker, but he's the number four linebacker in this linebacking core that T. Will and Kevin Steele have built up so strong over the last few years. So I'm going to make a very glass half full prediction in a second for Auburn, but uh, this is part of what Chandler Wooten said yesterday. Quote, right around the time this pandemic began, I found out I would be welcoming a beautiful baby boy into the world this November. As exciting as it is, it comes with a great deal of responsibility. As a soon-to-be father, my number one responsibility is the safety and well-being of my family. Unfortunately, playing this season was ultimately not a risk I was willing to take. I have ultimately decided to opt out of this season and redshirt. So the glass half full thing here is Auburn gets another year of Chandler Wooten and honestly, maybe a more productive year of Chandler Wooten. This guy has found ways on the field ever since his freshman year. I think his freshman year he had eight tackles and that number's gone up. Um, true sophomore year, true junior year. And so now he's going to be able to play as a redshirt senior. And looking at 2021, Auburn probably doesn't have K.J. Britt. And Auburn probably doesn't have Zacoby McLean. And there's no probably to it. I think those two guys will be gone. Definitely K.J. as far as the draft goes. And so you, you look at it and it's like, wow. All right, so you got Chandler Wooten and Owen Papo. I'll take that. I will absolutely take that. 
As far as who it benefits this year, I expect Wesley Steiner, Octavius Brothers, and Cameron Brown to kind of crack that rotation and get some reps. Octavius Brothers is a guy that we probably have not talked about enough on, uh, on throughout the offseason. You know, you, you, see, uh, you see chatter a little bit with him here and there, but I think that's a guy that we've just kind of forgotten about. A lot of these linebackers are going to be very good. It's just, you know, their coming out party is going to be down the road. And maybe they have a chance to start that process this year as being the fourth guy in that rotation. So we'll see. I expect Auburn to run a ton of nickel this year. So you only have two linebackers on the field. We've talked about that. You guys know that. But Chandler Wooten uh, making that decision. You know, he has been very vocal this offseason about the social issues, about some things that are going on. And you know he really wanted to go in the field and back all that up. And um, he's choosing not to. And you know that's tough for him. So... Uh, props to you, Chandler Wooten, for doing what you believe is best for your family. I don't think anybody can take that away from you. Uh, let's see. Auburn comes in at number 11 in the coaches poll. We're going to talk about that next right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Before we jump into the coaches poll chatter, I want to talk real quick. If, if you were interested in doing the Fantasy Football League, about 12 of you uh, messaged me yesterday. We've got a few slots left. Just email us, lockedonauburn at gmail.com. It's going to be a 20-person league. We did it last year. It was a ton of fun. And, uh, yeah, would really appreciate it if you guys were uh, interested in playing some fantasy football with us uh, with other listeners. So the first major poll of the preseason came out yesterday, and the USA Today's coaches poll placed Auburn at number 11. I'm going to... Just go through all the teams in front of Auburn real quick. Uh, Clemson at 1, Ohio State 2, Alabama 3, Georgia 4, LSU at 5. Just kind of give a nod to the former national champs, I suppose. Number 6, Oklahoma, because you just I guess you got to put them there. 7, Penn State. We've talked about that uh, earlier in the offseason. I think that's interesting. 8 is Florida. I think they should be higher. 9 is Oregon. And 10 is Notre Dame, because it wouldn't be a preseason poll without Notre Dame in the top 10. So then you got Auburn, and the other schools of note behind Auburn, Texas A&M's at 13. I think that's the most interesting thing because you know we've talked about this before with Phil Steele on the show a few weeks ago. He's kind of led the charge uh, with Texas A&M this offseason. I think Auburn is a better football team than Texas A&M. I'm just surprised that uh, Auburn pulled higher. 11's a little high for me, I'm going to be honest. I expected around 15 or so. Uh, I think the big question mark with this Auburn team is the offensive line. And there's a lot of national people saying, well, they've got to replace a lot of stuff everywhere. And like, that is true. A lot of, uh, you know, you had a mass exodus in the defensive backfield last year, but you know what the plan is. Like, there's a very clear contingency plan outside the number two corner, and they've got two great options with Marco Damio and Roger McCreary there. And, uh, not, well, Roger McCreary is the number one guy. Uh, oh my gosh, Nehemiah Pritchett as the number two guy over there. So, I'm fine with all of that. Also, I think the defensive backfield in college football is the least important position group on the team. I know that's going to ruffle some feathers because Auburn has produced some really good defensive backs over the last few years. That's just kind of that's just kind of my stance on you know 
looking at uh, the the buildup of a roster in, in college football. I think 11 is great. Uh, I think it makes some sense. You know, Stuart Mandel quote tweeting and saying, like, you got to explain Auburn to me at 11. You know, they've got to replace a whole bunch. And it's like, well, you look at some of the teams in front of them. LSU, you have them at five. They lost their best player in program history, arguably, right? Then you look at Oregon. You know, they, you know, Herbert was supposedly the second coming, <laughs> you know, the, the next great quarterback. And Auburn saw him firsthand, and like, he was fine. He was good. Top 10 draft pick, now plays for the Chargers. But I, I just, every team, you know, that is consistently in the conversation, they've, uh, you know, they're, they're going to replace people. They're going to have to replace people time and time and time again. And I think the cool thing about Auburn is they've gotten so much better at replacing their top-tier talent than they have over the last few years. Um, and so I think Malzahn, as far as his recruiting, consistently getting around the top 10 recruiting class, if it's outside the top 10, it's barely. And you're starting to see that come over a, a longer period of time with this constant depth and this constant ability to reload. Also... You know, a lot of people saying, well, Auburn's offensive line, like, it could stink. Well, my thing is, like, it's been bad the last two years. And you look at last year, you know, if they cover two plays against Florida a little bit better, if they make one offensive drive in LSU, or if Bo Nix converts on, you know, fourth down against Georgia and, you know, makes an easy throw that he can make 99 times out of 100, the way we look at last season is totally different. It's night and day. If you win one of those three games, and it all came down to it, and... I, I think Auburn's going to be fine. I think Auburn's going to be fine even if the offensive line is average because I don't think it's going to be worse than it was the past two years, which is the weirdest thing to say because all five of Auburn's offensive linemen last year are on NFL rosters. But that's just kind of my thoughts on it. That's just kind of my thoughts on Auburn coming in at number 11 uh, as far as touching on the other teams in the top 25. Wisconsin at 12, and m at 13. I am shocked. I am shocked they came in at 13 lower than Auburn. 14 is Texas, which is fine, and Michigan's at 15. Like You're going to put those teams in there. Oklahoma State at 16, USC at 17, Minnesota at 18. They lost their uh, their number one receiver, so we'll see what that looks like. You know, Auburn had trouble with him in the bowl game. 19 is North Carolina. With the way they talk about Sam Howell, I thought he'd be the uh, North Carolina would be higher. Utah's at 20, UCF 21, Cincinnati 22, Iowa 23, Virginia Tech 24, Iowa State 25. As far as other SEC teams receiving votes, Tennessee and Boise State were tied uh, with 111 votes, so they would have tied for 26-27. Kentucky got 73 votes. They're they're three or four uh, teams down as far as others receiving votes. Mississippi State got nine. What in the world? Mississippi State is a top 25 team going into the season this year? Stop it. Stop it. All right, we got some other news happening throughout the SEC uh, next right here on Locked on Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Before we jump into uh, the SEC's latest announcement yesterday, want to um, ask if you are listening on iTunes or however you're listening, please subscribe or follow, basically if you're using Spotify or Stitcher or something. But 
Uh, whatever service you use, please do that. Um, it allows you to get notified for every episode that we drop, including a great one uh, yesterday, conversation with Andy Burcham. If you have not listened to that, which that episode's done really well, so uh, a lot of you probably have. But if you have not, highly encourage you checking that out after um, after today's show. So we have some roster changes, and I kind of been I'm a few days late on this, and I apologize. I apologize. So. Uh, a big thing, Owen Papo is wearing number zero. He was 10 last year. I think that's exciting. We've talked about that a little bit. Uh, he gained three pounds, uh, played at 219 as a true freshman, playing at 222 now. So Kobe McLean went to a single-digit number. He's now wearing number nine. He wore number 35 last year. And then a guy that we have not talked about as much as we should have over the offseason, I am apologizing to you now, Jaron Handy, he switched to number 55. He wore 96. Last year, he um, he played at 259 as a true freshman. He's listed at 255 now. Um, th- he's going to get playing time at defensive. I'm looking at uh, you know Auburn put out all these images on social media. I'm sure you've seen them. A lot of the players are sharing them, and they they did a great job with it. Jaron Handy is a grown man. Holy cow! And I just didn't realize it. He's a guy that we have not talked about that much, and that's on me. A guy that I I have talked about that I'm high on. TD Moultrie is switching to 99. He was 55 his first three seasons. Jaron Handy's now taking that number 55. Um, so I think that's cool. I love 99 as an edge player. Makes me think of Jason Taylor. TD Moultrie, Jason Taylor, no. But I'm high on Jason Taylor. Or I, <laughs> I am high on Jason Taylor. But I, I'm high on TD Moultrie this year. Uh, as, as far as, you know, getting getting some relevant snaps. I don't think he's going to, you know, surpass Big Cat Brian or anything like that. But I'm high. I'm high on TD Moultrie. Uh, and that's that's that. Um, positionally, Matthew Hill is listed as a defensive back. Kalen Newton is listed as a wide receiver. I know there was some talk about both of those. So I guess Matthew Hill is out of this passing offense. I know a lot of you guys really wanted to see him step up in the passing game. I just don't think it's going to happen. Colby Wooden is now listed at 6'4", 268. He played at 243 last year. That is crazy. My favorite number, my favorite number of this roster change is KJ Britt is uh he has gained some weight. He is at 243. He played 236 a season ago. He is um he's gonna hit the stew out of some guys. He's gonna hit the heck out of some uh some opposing running backs. He's gonna be hard to block. I'm really curious to see if they blitz him more with that size and just get him closer to the line of scrimmage. Because if you gain weight, it's harder to cover, right? So I'm curious to see if they change how they use him a little bit, play, closer, play him closer to the line. Uh, on the offensive line, Broderius Ham is now listed at 6'5", 330. He was 312 last year. Alec Jackson is up uh, to 6'5", 3, uh, 312. He gained 8 pounds from a year ago. Um, let's see, 247 writes, one of the biggest jumps came for redshirt freshman tight end Tyler Fromm. Last year, he played at 6'5", 218. Now he's listed at 6'5", 237. That may answer who your tight end is. And then Harold Joyner, this is interesting, he is now listed at 6'4", 231. So he gained 15 pounds from a year ago. I kind of wonder if that's your H-back now, guys. You know, we've been wondering how in the world are they going to use Harold Joyner with, you know, this three-headed monster at running back. I think think Harold Joyner is able to do other things now. I don't think... uh, I personally don't like bigger running backs. I don't like running backs that are in the 230s. That's just 
my opinion as far as what I think works well in college football. You want guys that are durable, so I get that. I get wanting size there and bruisers and punishing backs. But yeah, Harold Joyner at 6'4", 231. That just screams H-back to me. Maybe you get him involved at the tight end at some point. We'll see. Uh, defensive tackle Tyron Truesdale. He is now 326 after playing at 310 last year as a junior. So a lot of promising things there. Um, the Harold Joyner thing is interesting to me. They asked him to gain weight clearly, and maybe it's because the position is different now for him. And he'll probably still run wheel routes, right? <laughs> wheel routes always open. Uh, as far as the SEC announcing um, their COVID testing plan, which remember, I mean, this was the big argument why all these conferences decided to go conference only is so they could kind of control within each conference what the testing protocol was, which is still odd to me that they couldn't all agree or the NCAA say, hey, this is what it's going to be across college football. But the SEC COVID testing, every player is going to get tested on Monday and Friday. And of course, if a symptom pops up, not on one of those days, the player can get tested and all of that. But yeah, on Mondays and Fridays, and it's going to be interesting to see those Friday tests. And uh, I mean, none of this is going to get released. Like, you know, Auburn's three players that tested positive when everybody got on campus. We, we don't know who those guys were. Um, it's going to be much similar to that. But if guys don't play the following day and they're like, wait, I thought they were healthy, we'll be able to figure that out. But that's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, yeah, every Monday and Friday is when they're going to be taking COVID tests throughout the SEC. Um, another note regarding the NFL, Sean Coleman, former offensive tackle for Auburn. He plays for the Niners now. He has opted out of the 2020 season. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think this is a big surprise. He battled leukemia during his time at Auburn. And that's kind of the big thing is like, all right, you know, some of these players have battled cancer and these are the guys that are, you know, they could be affected by COVID a lot more than these other guys, despite being super in shape. That's just kind of the the folks that COVID has uh, uh, has uh, impacted the most. Um, and then I saw this note on Auburn Undercover, Auburn in the PGA Tour. I just wanted to read this to you guys. I, I thought it was interesting with that happening this weekend. I'm not a huge golf guy, but some rankings are more meaningful than others. Take, for example, PGA Tour's university's new system, which has some serious bite to it. Uh, this is from PGATour.com. The top five finishers from the final official PGA Tour University ranking list will receive Corn Ferry Tour membership and will be exempt into all open full-field events beginning the week following the conclusion of the NCAA Division I Men's National Championship through the conclusion of the Corn Ferry Tour regular season. The top five finishers will also be exempt into the final stage of that year's Corn Ferry Tour qualifying tournament. Finishers numbers 6 through 15 will secure membership on one of the international tours for the current season and a spot in the second stage of the Corn Ferry Tour qualifying tournament. At that point, these players will have their choice in which international tour their exempt status applies to. And so the uh, in the latest inaugural rankings, Auburn had two players in the top 25. Uh, Javon Rebula, which you've probably seen some stuff with him on social media. And the number 24, Grayson Huff. So, you know, Auburn folks pride themselves on being an everything school, and you're going to see some guys uh, involved in the PGA Tour uh, University. So I, I think that's exciting. I just wanted to kind of give you guys a nod to that. I get uh, I get criticism every now and then from not mentioning all of the sports. So there you go. 
There you go. Yeah, no Michael with me uh, today. He slept too late last night, and he wanted uh, this morning off. And Oh, yeah, that's fine. That is fine, man. So, yeah, I went solo today. Once again, please email the, uh, email the show at LockedOnAuburn at gmail.com with any texts or if you want to be in our 20-team fantasy league. Guys, have a fantastic weekend. Use Fetch Me, promo code Zach20 for your first delivery free. And we'll be back on Monday. I think we're going to have more news. I mean, the SEC schedule has to drop soon. As of 5.15 right now on Friday morning, obviously it has not dropped. I think it'll drop sometime this weekend. And, of course, whenever it does, we are going to break it all down for you. Hopefully that'll be what Monday's show is. And, you know, the Big Ten schedule dropped this week. And they were wanting to put the bigger games, the rivalry games, towards the front of the season so they can get the rivalry games in. Can you imagine if like seven weeks from now we were getting ready for an Iron Bowl? If they just somehow opened the season with that. I hope they don't. I hope they keep it later in the season so it quote-unquote matters more. But we'll see. We'll see. All right. Kind of got off on a, on a tangent there. But just want to keep you guys updated with, of course, we are going to update you with all of the news on Monday. Because I think there's going to be a lot of it. There's also speculation that apparently there are two more guys interested, kind of weighing 50-50 um, with opting out. Duke Scoops has said that, and I believe Philip Marshall said that as well. So those are two guys that are that are in the know. So we'll chat about it all on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn, on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We're also on TikTok. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. See you Monday. This has been Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.